0: Hey, so what? can hey. the b- so do? <laughs> That's our new power Steam song. Hey, ho. What can they do? What can the mega do?
1: as they create mega-stories before your very ears. In a world where unbridled cynicism runs rampant, one hero appreciates humanity's foibles through a shimmering cloud of wonder and excitement. Put on your rose-colored glasses, mega-listener. This week's mega-hero is Butso!
2: hello out there in podcast land welcome to the b mega podcast my name is adam and i'm here with my good buddy luke in the mega hq luke how you doing today
0: adam 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 i am fantastic and saying your name three times because that's how excited i am
2: That's amazing. My my nine month old baby just recently started calling me Adam, which I really <laughs> really find entertaining.
0: Do you think it'll ever progress to just having a nickname? Like she'll have a nickname for you? Like she'll call me uh, like Papa Marty or something? Yeah, like or like Hey Papa Brosif, what's going on?
2: Papa Brosif? I hope it's not Papa Brosif. <laughs> as long as it's like, if it it could be like a Mart. <laughs> I've never had a good nickname. I don't have a good nickname for nicknames. Have you ever had a good, a solid nickname?
0: Uh, I mean, puke is generally the the go-to. <laughs> it's not a nickname when they're insulting you by oh, calling uh, you that.
2: That's my, not what a nickname is.
0: My, my bad. My bad. <laughs> All right. Well, life lifelong misunderstanding.
2: For anybody who is new to the B Mega podcast or tuning in for the first time in a while, because sometimes we evolve, <laughs> what we do here every week or whenever we get to it is we create uh, stories. We make megas. We make characters, superhero characters and villains that come out of our wacky brains and our day-to-day life, and we do it because we enjoy it and because we're writers and because uh, we've known each other for a long time and... This is, frankly, how we have a good time. Today, we're going to be creating a character that I am extremely excited about. One, because it's a reference to a butt, and two, because (laughs) it's just an amazing character, I think. I hope. Well, it will be. We'll see. We're going to go on this journey together. One of the most amazing parts of the process of getting into podcasting, we were just discussing how transformative it has been for us as a, as a medium, as an art form. Definitely. Um, one of the ways that is really incredible is it makes you maddeningly aware of your verbal tics. And overflow and especially as a writer, for me anyway, and I'm sure I'm not the only person who does this, that you're constantly when you're speaking, saying things and then immediately editing it in your head. Sure. Like, oh, I should have. I should have if I had had time to think about it, I would have constantly
0: Listened. kicking yourself and, internally.
2: Yeah. Listening to your your own voice for hours and hours and hours, to put together and added a podcast is an amazing way to understand that you say amazing all the time (laughs) and that doesn't really mean anything anymore so maybe you should come up with a better adjective or that Luke and I both say so a lot as a transitional overflow as we're telling these stories so this happens and then so and I've decided that I have a favorite it comes in on the podcast pretty regularly because we often one of us says something that the other one is mystified by (laughs) when somebody says something and you have, you're so perplexed that you just need to buy a little time and then repeat back to them what they've said because you're so shocked by this crazy thing they've said. And it's the, but so you're going to call me puke (laughs) today's character
0: is the butt so the but so well obvious butt references aside I, I, the, right. the very notion of these two words being strung together as uh like in traffic terms as like a stop sign slash u-turn sign it's really interesting to me well, they don't mean anything right right, right. it's it's, it's like you said it's just to buy time it's just to stall right and and redirect yourself and 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 Well, I'm doing it right now. I I have and ands in my mouth right now. This this just this title itself, this word, this this name for a character. I have to admit that my first thought was was also kind of going after that low hanging fruit, but looking at like a clown idea. And that seems that seems really easy. Um, It does have a clown sort of sound to it, doesn't it? Right. But I don't think I feel like that's too too easy of a direction to go.
2: I think that ultimately it's a character who lives with uh, an incredible sense of awe for the world, for everything. And, it, and, and, and with that sense of awe and appreciation for the little things is also uh, a thick gullibility extremely good because there's they don't understand most things they but 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 the the but so is more of a if you think about the spirit of the u-turn but so (laughs) it could either be uh that you're it's a negative but but so right what or it could be
0: uh sort of but so we're gonna go to disney world yeah 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 Like you know, it could be excitement. It's it's either but... confusion and terror, or I feel like in our case probably going to be more in, in the realm of of awestruck and yeah and uh, just surprised by the very existence of a thing. Right,
2: exactly.
0: I was looking for a
2: a hook for what the what it could be that would cloister a person or have them um, so separated from society that they would be in awe of everything because I think that's really what it takes today. Nobody's in awe of anything anymore sure. and that's kind of what I what I fixated on for a theme of this character that it's can be a celebration of that law that that you know the former human ability to be awestruck and 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 blown away and and amazed by the world by right. anything, by whatever. Um, because we just live in this world of like, mm, whatever, like there's just been <laughs> access to Google video it. of everything you could see. Yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. You and I talked about the Red Heaven documentary about this, uh, the High Seas project. Yes. Like I had seen the document, I had seen a, a thing about the Red Heaven documentary that they're, they're trying to, they have a Kickstarter account, they're trying to raise money. And it's about the this high seas project that as far as I know is a it seems like it's a it's, it's a NASA funded uh, research project at the University of Hawaii of Hawaii is that right so is yeah, that true? Is that yeah. What you know about it too
0: yeah and they they brought these volunteers or or scientists together into this uh, I, I don't know the dimensions of the area that they were that they were put into but it was to simulate right. the Uh, simulate humans living on Mars in a small uh, dome facility for a year, which blows my mind. (laughs) This is
2: serious research into what it would be like to live in deep space. Like next to a volcano to... to Right. And they could only go outside. They could only leave the dome in spacesuits for right. a year for a year yeah. anyway it's amazing and they're incredible people and they're heroes and patriots or and, whatever
0: but and they just they, left. they, it just, is. they just got out like two right. weeks ago so that was
2: so it was, a, it was so it was a news story a couple of weeks ago yeah exactly and uh you can read about it out there in the internet or weber but that got me really thinking about this idea of a, a geodesic dome and sort of seclusion from society not as much about going to I mean, going to space, yeah, but kind of the idea of really testing out what it's like to be fully removed from society for whatever purpose. Mm. And what would it be like if somebody was in one of these domes for their whole life? Right. For 20 years. Where I think I'm at to begin with is that this is a person who's born in the mid-80s or whatever, late 80s, yep. say. Parents were... Kind of the first generation of people who got really into computers, but the specifically the more California liberal hippie ish sort of uh, world of people who that they were they got into computers. But for all those reasons of, you know, peace, love and harmony and and, right. uh, and that but like, they got really into the technology and, and finding ways to use the technology to live in greater harmony with the world.
0: Like lots of social idealism kind of structured yes. into their, their love of the technology that they're creating.
2: Maybe they the parents lived on a commune and, and all of this. And that I think when they had this child, they decided that they would do this crazy experiment and build this geodesic dome. They went way up into northern Canada, somewhere isolated where nobody would find them and build this geodesic dome and live there and raise this person there kind of in the same you know in the same vein as the the high seas project to specifically test out because they see or they're early on they're among the early environmentalists sure. that see this is this is going to be a problem we need to start finding other ways and and we have the technology and why aren't people doing this more? Why aren't we changing the way we live? We're still building these crazy houses that don't make any sense. So they decide they're going to raise this child completely free of society to see how to, and test and research and and test and document everything about their life.
1: That's excellent.
0: Is this child born and then immediately put into this this facility or is it is it born within well, the facility
1: maybe
2: he is born maybe maybe the maybe they are born within the facility and maybe even I sort of like the idea of the parents be the parents would have to be there for a certain amount of time well I like the idea of the parents being there and then maybe at like adolescence there's a 12 13 14 somewhere in there the parents. During all of that time, maybe – what do you think about like if the parents had um, made a bunch of money like before – while they were living in the commune because they were also into technology and all of this, they developed some hardware or software or some, something that did really well. So sure. while they're living in the dome, they they start getting like – big checks like they do they do great and they don't have any expenses because they live in the dome yeah, yeah but that would be the thing is during the first part they would teach this person to live to, to take care of themselves and like so just kind of the basics of like
0: language and yeah. some basic education yeah,
2: exactly so that they could be inter- integrated back into society that they're just a the basics. yeah exactly books etc cetera, etc cetera. and and how to work with all of this maybe robotics or some, you know, these mm. sorts of technology that the parents are into built into the dome and they teach the, but maybe their plan, maybe once they have access to money and their plan becomes, we can test this out on the moon. Mm. Maybe, yeah. Let's say that one of the things they do and that the, maybe the, the sun helps them is that they build a rocket. Is that ridiculous? Is that <laughs> too crazy that they would, because where I was
0: going to go is that then they, 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 bugger off i think they i I mean that weird maybe yeah i i i like this concept of them just like you know you're you're 11 years old you are capable of taking care of yourself now we've left you with a stockpile of food and water and you have the the friendly companionship of our artificial intelligence that lives within the software of this facility right we're outie. We're gonna. We'll see you from the moon. Bye. I don't like it. Do they take anybody else with them, or the, it's just the just the mom and Maybe the dad? Just,
2: well, and I, I kind of like this idea that their relationship would be sort of unusual because they because they're so. I mean, I think they're loving. I don't think it's that it's not loving. I think they're they're so. Determined to do this study, and they're spend so much time studying the kid that the relationship isn't like it's a little bit right. strange because like the kid's basically so a, leave
0: he's sort of
2: all right. You know, the kid's kind of okay with it. The kid has uh,
0: has lived the life of being an experiment, so is right. is okay. And, had,
2: and because of that, I think the central characteristic of this kid's personality throughout is curiosity, because that's been everything's been a question, right? Everything has been, what is this like? How does this do? And then, and they've taught the person to, you know, they go out in the, during the summertime and find food and forage and do things. You know, they taught the person how to really fend for themselves in the world and, and have an independence and autonomy. And the way to do that is to be, is to question everything and to appreciate all of everything. That said, this person experiences the world in a very, very small
0: vacuum,
2: <laughs> in a very narrow band of reality. Yeah,
0: yeah, like a 30 by 30 dome of just white panels, uh, like mid 80s, dark green computer screens. I
2: thought about that. And it's that's that's the best is that it's advanced technology, but it's advanced technology for 1988. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Because they never went back. So then they
0: may, I mean, it would develop further because they're smart, but, you know, only so much. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, you know, I, I feel like these parents are probably very confident in their own abilities to make technology that will withstand the test of time. So right. they, well, they would have
2: had no idea. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Think about, think about all of the technological changes that have occurred just in the past 30 years Oh, for boy. like telephones. And that's just one right. kind of technology. So you've just got an entire. Sp- it's kind of making my head
2: hurt a little thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, so this it's been a lot. So this. Guy- <laughs> this is something else that I thought of. It's just a. It was a name I thought of thinking about. I just like saying and writing geodesic dome. <laughs> I don't even know what geodesic means. No, I kind of do. I could give you a close definition
0: <laughs> just not right it, now
2: you <laughs> were multiple choice i could probably pick the right one <laughs> it's a great word it is it's, geo's fun anytime dezic what's that you don't get to say that very often right
0: this is Am this I is the saying point? it right? This is the p- I see I always thought it was ge- geodesic but I could oh. be pronouncing it incorrectly. Well, and I live in Canada so I think they could pronounce it
2: differently here than there. The crazy thing is you and I both watched videos about this thing. They probably said it and we just didn't you just tuned it right out. Yeah. Well, one of us did
1: anyway. <laughs>
2: Spectacular synonym here to settle today's pronunciation problem for my linguistically challenged chums at the Mega HQ. In fact,
1: both pronunciations are acceptable. You say geodesic, I say geodesic. Let's call the whole thing Mega. (laughs) Mega. whatever reason i
2: typed it one time and as i was typing dome i was like what if there was a like a, a, a mega or a character or something called geodesic dom Like <laughs> it's geodesic dominic <laughs> like that there's an imaginary friend or a, some kind of
0: thing that he has
2: that he makes or one of the computers that's, or
0: yeah that's what i was gonna say is like maybe what it, maybe it's one of these computer programs that he that he is in constant contact with and it doesn't necessarily have a name um, oh and he's, and he's the reason it's geodesic the reason it's
2: geodesic I'll just record all of them twice okay. so then no matter what I can cut it's made out of the like so the, the dome that they live in is built out of metal you know connectors or whatever metal uh, bars and the right. triangles and the, whatever make the thing <laughs> you know. this has been engineering ah. with Adam right if you and I had to build something do you remember you and I did build something we did do you remember we built that box yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey Luke do you remember that time we built that styrofoam box <laughs> <laughs> it
0: took us like six months and and we got a blue ribbon for it. <laughs> we
2: also carried a... It wasn't even styrofoam. It was a foam board. Yeah. It was that pink foam board, like half-inch pink foam board. And we drove it on the top of my Toyota Corolla, holding it on, because we didn't have anything to tie it down. Yes. And we'd catch wind, and it would almost fly off. Uh, that's amazing. Geodesic Dom is... a. Uh, maybe it's on like ro- like uh like conveyor belt wheel rollers. Yeah, or that feels really eighties to me. I, yeah,
0: like, like like maybe it is like it's it's the one piece of equipment he's purposed a toy. Like the one piece of equipment that that actually like moves around for him. It's like one of his like educational tools, and it's just this little like one tread tank looking thing with a yeah. computer monitor on top of it, and it's and it has like the whatever the name of their. Their project was like the Sunny right. Hill geodesic dome, but like the e has been just kind of worn off smudged off right.
2: and it and he gives it it's got arms and things out of this you know what I mean because it needs to be it should be made out of the bars of the yeah. thing and maybe it gets more elaborate over time he you know he he, so he's he starts, constantly reworking it starts adding to it right okay. Oh, it's amazing. And it's essentially, it is sort of, this is great, because it is kind of an imaginary friend, but it's not, I mean, it's not imaginary because it's real. I mean, let's face it, we don't have the type of human emotional intelligence in machines now, or maybe people, maybe we do, I don't know, but (laughs) I don't know about it, that from the 80s, they certainly didn't. So whatever this was, even if we assume it's pretty advanced, it's a pretty basic, (laughs) this is like... Sort of Knight Rider, only if Knight Rider just answered, like, basic automotive questions. (laughs) What? That doesn't even make sense. I just picture
0: the voice of Knight Rider for some reason. (laughs) Like, if Knight Knight Rider was just a friendly computerized mechanic, is that what you're saying?
2: no. (laughs) No, it's still the car, but oh. all
0: it does is tell you like fuel reading,
2: like it's fuel levels gotcha. and if there's air in the tires. It's like, it would have been like advanced for the time that Knight Rider came out, but like, like 2000s advanced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 20 years advanced.
1: Yeah. Uh... <laughs>
2: I think what the fundamentally then this person what they really believe in and care about comes from the values of the parents even though they don't have a warm cuddly relationship and it's about b- being one with nature and connecting with with um and and studying how we're going to live. So I mean they teach the person about society they're they're taught about society in the way I <laughs> so they understand the basics of, of what society is yeah. and, and all of that and they know that that's why they're there and that this is a very noble and important mission I mean probably the kid believes that it's a that it's something that everybody is waiting for and it's this amazing thing when in reality nobody
1: yeah. nobody
2: knows that they're even up there well I like the idea of the parents leaving and yes. I like the idea of the parents going to the moon a lot I do.
0: so maybe part of ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was that was an idea grunt. The <laughs> the most creative of grunts. I'm the Monica Sellis of writers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the parents all along part of the plan was that they would take soil samples and they would do te- some testing and things and send back like a... what do you what would you call that? Like analysis? an analysis? And uh, no, like an actual thing, like they've got a like a small, uh, little return car or something. <laughs> return car, that's what
0: it would be called. It's
1: a little like,
0: like they send you a you know they send a module back to the earth with with the modules. samples, like with the yeah,
2: so with samples. So they have this thing they and they send back all these different samples of things they find. One of <laughs> it just keeps getting better in my brain. And one of the things that that they find. Is this crazy big crater that, that shouldn't be there based on the books they had about the moon.
0: Mm,
2: mystery. And there's this glowing substance or something. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's just this really strange, seems out of place pile of rock or something. Yeah. And they send it back among all these other samples of soil and
0: like whatever. Back to the dome. And it's.
2: Yeah. And it's some kind of radioactive something or other, like I, I something. There was a nuclear test done on the moon or something oh. that nobody knew about. So they found this on the dark side of the moon yeah. and <laughs> cue
0: the music at Roger Waters was over there, too. It was
2: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so they find, yeah, this crazy thing. And then and it and it and they don't know what it is at all. And there's no, no, but what had happened was it was some sort of nuclear test that yeah. whatever, some sort of evil entity uh, executed. Yeah. Yeah. And when it lands, it's a big explosion or something. I don't know. Like what oh. there's help me. I'm lost. Yeah. Oh, like, so, so, the,
0: so they send the sample back of this, like some sort of experimental radioactive material. Maybe there's been a power outage or something, or, or, or there's been a malfunction at the dome level. Um, where like the guidance tools for guiding this, this, this module back to its landing pad by the dome, they're not working properly right. um, or something along those lines. Is, can it be that the way that the module is, is, uh is
2: flown is that he does it with an 80s style joystick? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like an asteroid's. Like, getting yes, on the yes. screen do, do, do,
0: of the old screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So he also spends a lot of time playing 80s video games. <laughs> lots of Galaga, because, lots of Centipede. Because it was taught to him from an early age, it was the
0: only training simulator they had. Totally, that's his flight simulator. <laughs> that's what he was doing with his free time. Yeah, of course. And it doesn't work. They so, never tested this for for actual well,
2: and, navigational
0: and it, purposes. So they just send it back
2: and he's just playing the game thinking he's controlling it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know if it's that he oh. then what well. It's because of interference from modern technology. <gasps> the whatever they've used to communicate with between the module and the and the dome okay is being interfered with because of whatever cell towers and radio, t- like everything they that's built anticipate up a satellite. Yeah. Maybe so, it hits
2: a satellite on the way down. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Whatever it is, it hits a satellite or it gets some radio frequent interact, but then does it, maybe it like comes in way too hot to And yeah. lands, destroys the dome He's, it doesn't hurt him. Maybe it comes in. He's got a big mat. So picture, picture it if you will. <laughs> and he's standing out there <laughs> with his joystick, it. playing, trying to get it to land. No, he's not going to catch it.
0: He wants it to land on the mat. Okay, on the mat. But that's and what I meant. Mat. Yeah, not that so he's standing it. out there so with the. A mat. No.
1: Yeah. I get it. I get it.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, it's like. Uh, it's like he would have to make it out of trees or snow I guess maybe he's just piled up the snow it's winter time and there's lots of snow in the north and he's out there waiting and he's got this big snow pad that he's built with a big axe in it (laughs) trying to land this thing and what happens instead is that it, it comes down right in the center of the dome and destroys the dome and embeds itself way down in a deep crater in the earth like he's blown way back um, when he recovers, he goes down to, you know, retrieve this capsule, uh, and finds, finds that the, the capsule has been destroyed. Like it's, you know, right. it, the impact was, yeah. it missed his big snow mat that he'd made. So, but there's this, but the, this one sample remains intact. Does that make sense? Okay. Does that make sense to yeah. you? Yeah. And it's this glowing substance. Okay. But he doesn't get the note from his parents or any of that. He doesn't get anything else. So he doesn't know any other have any other information. And when he I feel like that when he comes into contact with this, he's immediately changed. Okay. And maybe the parents wouldn't have known that anyway because they would they're in spacesuits. Right. Or something. They're they've so, used- yeah, so they didn't know either um, but maybe in the note they had said to use extreme caution and not to touch it and he just he's a kid and he didn't think about it
0: um, and I would say probably in the the blast he's lost a lot of the equipment right. that well, he would yeah. have used anyway so
2: well and maybe that's oh maybe that's it is that because I liked this idea that it maybe in the blast he's you know he's injured also yeah. in the blast yeah bleeding and 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 you know maybe he's broke his leg or whatever and he so he gets down to this stuff, and like as soon as he touches it, the first thing is that he's he's immediately healed.
0: Ooh, there you go. It's like,
2: ooh. So that's when he knows something's up. So then he sprints out of the crater, much ease, right?
0: Yeah, Does that makes. Yeah, because he's like he's excited or scared or something, and he runs out, and then he realizes as he's running, he's like, oh man, I'm like I'm I'm super fast.
2: Right. Or even, yeah, maybe even leaps out of the, out of the crater. (laughs) The purpose that he has comes from this purpose that his parents had, which is to, um, you know, he still wants to save the world. That's all he's ever known. Right. He's living in, that he's living there. I mean, they, they instilled him with a great sense of purpose to keep him sane because otherwise he would have felt like a prisoner, but they had explained to him, as we said, they explained to him about society and what was happening and, and that, their beliefs that it was all, we needed to find new ways to live and to live in space and to do these things. So he still feels passionately about that. But his number one first purpose is also to get word to his parents and to find out what's going on with this, what this substance is because he doesn't have any, as far as he knows, this is what the moon is made of. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what's going on and he doesn't know what has happened to his parents. And he doesn't know, you know, so think that all of that mystery combined with the fact that he doesn't really know how to interact with society because he's never he never has he i think that's just where this overall sense of awe and confusion comes from his vision is to try to piece together what's happening and how he can help right well
0: and he so for mo- for the early part of his life his world was very small like he knew that there was other stuff maybe he knew i don't know how much he knew about the outside world but well, I
2: think he knows it's there because i think that's what they've they've explained okay. and that it's there but maybe oh here that they've i know for sure but his parents because of their you know i mean they thought it was way worse than it that they their predictions as to what had happened from the 80s when he was born and to 2016 was that it was going to be sort of apocalyptic right. doomsday situation with not enough water and people dying and class
0: war. Again, we sort of is, but, but, but they were, I mean? they
2: worst, but they the s- worst possible vision.
0: They saw Mad Max as a documentary rather than a right. piece of entertainment.
2: Maybe that's it too, is they, the only things they're getting are entertainment.
0: Well, like a large majority of the, the like eighties, um, there was a huge, right. A, a large amount of apocalyptic movies in the '80s, because of how everybody felt about so that's the world.
2: What he thinks—that's what he thinks it is—is going to be a uh, Total Recall, or uh, what's a good what's a good reference
0: point? Yeah, like Total Recall, uh, Running Man, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, apparently. Right. <laughs> yeah, Terminator. Yeah. Oh, right on. So that's his
2: vision <laughs> of what the world is. That's incredible.
0: And then at some so point after he expects he, he, it to be terrifying at some point afterwards like way down the line he finds out that Arnold Schwarzenegger actually became a governor of California. It's like, oh man, it almost
2: happened. Maybe that's one of the first things he discovers and he assumes that that means that like it's on and
0: it's <laughs> he's like but so Terminators governor. I think the idea around this
2: whole, this, this, let's call it substance. I think it's hard material of some sort, yeah. but he has, it, 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 he doesn't know what it is or where it's from. Um, and, and my sense is that it's alien extraterrestrial coming yeah. from a, that it's coming from an, an intelligent society taking aim at earth. That that this shot at the dark side of the moon was a test uh, shot. Not to destroy it, but just to to help. That that it that this these alien beings were are trying to help. So they want to send this substance, this material, this whatever it is, yeah, to make people these sort of super beings. Um no, maybe it's not good intention. I kind of wanted it to be good intentions because I really want there to be aliens that are not with malice toward the toward us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I then again, I kind of my brain was like, well, it's kind of maybe they're trying to help. They think this will be helpful, but what it would really lead to is chaos and anarchy.
0: Well, maybe maybe these aliens are they. It's a civilization a very disciplined militarized like that's that's their 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 whole perspective is just very disciplined and militarized they're not a warring species they're not they're not constantly fighting amongst themselves because they've all just accepted this very disciplined approach um and and they think that maybe helping helping these other lesser quote lesser civilizations throughout the universe may may kind of uh encourage some some interaction some intergalactic interaction between planets but
2: they they think that we're that are they can see that we're having troubles as a planet i think this still ties into like an environmental yeah. they can they can see and appreciate that there are can problems and they just think that it's that we're not evolved far enough physically because they're um, somehow they have the, all these amazing abilities. They're still yeah. sort of regular, you know, human-ish sized extraterrestrials, but they they can just Superman-ish, let's right. say that. <laughs> but he's got, he has just that um, they all have the ability to fly yeah. and, and they incredible strength and um, stuff like that. But they also started with the reason they evolved to all of that, which they don't know, But the reason they evolved that way was because they have this hyper disciplined, um, maybe non-competitive or something compared to us, like that they're just non-competitive. Like it would never occur to them to, uh, yeah, this is good that it's, they're, they're, they live in a very um, everyone takes, looks out for each other and their, their society is sort of built around cooperation and working together and they think it's because they have all these amazing abilities and they're like, well, it's so easy for us to say, well, let's do whatever major, you know, uh, societal thing we need to do because look at us. Yeah. Uh, but what they don't realize is they only got to that place because they have this great discipline and they don't know that we're the we, exact opposite yeah. of that, <laughs> yeah. that we are hyper, that the reason we don't have all of those things is because we, are too, we keep just destroying it. We just keep you know, cause we don't like each other very much and we're competitive and petty and small. And so they don't understand that giving this technology, giving this ability to everybody is, will be horrible. And, and he doesn't know what's happening, but he knows that if this got into the wrong hands, it would be awful because yes. he was raised on all these, um, this is 80s cinema. And, Freak, so he knows he needs to protect this. He he can fly right. and has great agilities. I would say not a, you know, he can't like instantly fly around the world. Not that sort of, but he can kind of, if you thought about if humans evolved in the direction of your standard comic book superhero. Sure. Like that, that's sort of where they are, that there's a, there's a, like a plausible, that they have this ability to fly, but it's because first they developed these crazy strong legs and the ability to leap and things, and then they worked out uh, the the you know the way to use a cape. Maybe they maybe they are sort of here. Maybe they don't have any idea, but um, at some point they had made contact, and the whole <laughs> mythology of comic books and the superhero, the cape superhero, came from these people that are actually just. Like they don't. They're like they dress in spandex because it's aerodynamic. They have the capes because it's part of their flight.
0: So, the, so those the, that okay. civilization is like an archetype of the the heroes that that. But
2: just because they've evolved there, they sort of they had a they had a human-like uh, evolution evolutionary right. path, but then they just kept going physically, and they can they they're um, telepathic things like that because they just evolved to all of these things they're able
0: to same way that like humans develop different just slightly different traits these the the civilization of uber people have you know they'll some of them have developed the telekinesis some of them have developed more strength-based things some of them have developed ways to project fire or energy or whatever
2: that they all have kind of a, a swath of things, but... But it's all to like work together. Everyone's sort of specialized, just like... But that's how their workforce is based on these yeah. great abilities. And that's why those people developed that way, because there's like a great apprenticeship um, over time, that if you're a fire thrower, then you train with the other fire throwers, and it's all this... So ah. everything evolves really fast because they are connected and help each other, rather than being competitive and shooting each other down. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Okay, so it would have heightened Butzo's natural ability because I right. think contact with these with this these stones evolves you to where you would be if you were these beings. You know what I mean? It sort of catches you up yep. in your unique way that's true to you. Sure. And Butzo had all these mechanical abilities. I think Butzo would have already been very physically fit and capable of... Yeah. Um, because they would have been like hunting deer mm-hmm. and elk and things like that without a lot of tools. And and so there's an element to butso that we haven't really talked that this person is sort of a a wilderness master, that they are able to live and exist because they've only lived in this remote, yeah human free, technology free, convenience free place. And all of yeah. those things then in addition to his incredible curiosity are just really heightened and yeah. become this become, uh, so he becomes, he can run real fast and fly and jump and catch things and throw. Cause he throws spears yep. to hunt.
0: We talked about this concept of, of geodesic, geodesic dom. Yeah. Uh, sure. this, I feel like this, this machine makes it out of the explosion with with the character right
2: right so it so for geodesic dom it doesn't change the similarly doesn't change what it looks like so it's still this piece together one tread robot but adv- advances it technologically the same way that it evolutionarily yeah. advances but so Elite. and becomes crazy advanced AI able to process information and do all this, and that's an amazing sidekick for Butzo because Butzo has no idea how to process the world, yeah. and even though even though Geodesic Dom remains fundamentally a, a smart robot it just it can answer his questions so it's yeah. like a really advanced Siri right like yeah. a really advanced smartphone it can it, just answer things for him and
0: and like it corrects like when he he'll right. he'll maybe get the wrong impression about a situation or something and and geodesic dom will correct correct him about whatever it is right. I, I i think that they also they share a telepathic link um oh. so and it's not that they use that all the time to communicate with each right. other but and i think it's only within two or three miles they can't be completely separated and be able to communicate because he can but can communicate telepathically and uh
2: geodesic dom has the has a you know the equivalent of a futuristic router that allows it to communicate with a person yeah. so they have this this link and it and it only goes so far because that's where that's where they're advanced to yeah I kind of had originally, well originally I thought this would be a whole community of people kind of when I first started conceptualizing tying this to like when we were first talking about the idea of connecting it to like the High Seas project and being that these people would be somewhere remote living in a dome, I thought maybe it's a whole set of people and then mm. there would be other people there. But I like that they were isolated. I just would add that maybe and Butso doesn't know this, but there's another family. Uh, Maybe it's his mother's sister or whatever. I don't know. There's yeah. this other family who did the same thing at the same time, and they're competitive. Okay. Illustrating our point, <laughs> they're totally. even though they both have good intentions, they're so competitive to win this race. Yeah. And they and both sets of parents are on the moon and both sets of parents sent back modules <laughs> and i don't think maybe the maybe the villain which is the son of or daughter or whatever of this other let's just say can we just say this that the character of butso was raised without an awareness of gender right that that character was because that, that was part of the parents philosophy and, and understanding and and the way they thought the world should be and where we should be so they just didn't discuss it yeah so this other character same thing so these 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 two young in their early 20s people were raised without a, a, an awareness or discussion about gender being an identifiable specific sure. binary system right? right like that's not something that okay and that but this person they they were a step ahead in guiding the module back. So he was able to actually get the note from the parents that explain it. Um, but he touched it anyway because he just wanted to. Yeah. And, and has a a much, so has that kind of advantage of knowing the power of this thing and understanding, um, and maybe, you know, really wanting to use it to, um help his parents cause maybe their their reasoning is completely different that they think I don't know well maybe because there should be some philosophical difference but yeah sure.
0: like like maybe so our hero's family was all about trying to help society and trying to raise a kid without these without um connection to the world Well maybe this other family, this villain's family what if they isolate this kid? But they're trying to show that that's a bad thing for this for a person, and like they kind of they they rig the they rig yeah, yeah. the the research to to kind of twist this Make it a miserable yeah, experience. like manipulate this kid's of experiences. A supportive
2: family and like that family taught this kid how to do all these things and hunt, and that's why he has all these great talents. The other kid learns all that stuff out of necessity that the parents aren't there.
0: What if this, this villain kid where, where a hero was raised with this friendly AI uh, and, and was learning how to function as a human, this, this villain kid, there was a, there was an artificial intelligence that was just a real jerk. Like, like it was competitive throughout the whole, through this child's through the the whole childhood this this other this ai was acting as like a competitor so whenever food would be presented to the kid this ai would would like they would have to scrabble to get the to get the food away from the the ai um any like any like all mundane activities it was a constant struggle to to actually achieve for themselves rather than let the the ai take it and it's just made this This kid, like you said, this kid is just miserable. This program is just like it's got some sort of sadistic name, like
2: the trainer or something, like because it's the whole. The logic is that they, instead of you know investing as a as a family and being there and teaching them, they have this robot do it. They they have this AI just push the kid competitively in in all the ways that it will to learn to be self sufficient. Maybe I, I kinda like the idea though that the parents think it would work. I like this idea that the 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 villains' parents think that it should be full isolation. You should yeah. teach somebody to be completely self sufficient, that they should be raised completely free. They're trying to prove that you don't need social connection to be at all. Right. And and the other family knew you needed bonds, human bonds, but they were saying you you it's the it's the trimmings of society it's these things that we've added on top of humanity that are bad and then if you can remove all of that but keep the connection of being connected with other people that's huge and they so they teach who the one who would be but so that <laughs> that people are great that yeah. we're here because people are great and we want to save people from themselves because it's this built up societal expectations and all of that garbage that has has negative effects and makes people do awful things. And that's where they think this competitiveness and awfulness comes from. The other family thinks people just need to be self-sufficient that, that we depend too much on each other. And that's the problem. And so if you could just raise somebody in a competitive environment where they just had to survive.
0: Yeah. I think the first thing that this villain kid does once they've, they retrieve this, the stone and realize what it does They, they turn around and just tear the AI apart, just rip it to pieces. And then they use those pieces as like armor. Like they, they outfit themselves with like computer parts and pieces and like embed this, this stone on their chest and, and wear like the the remnants of this this machine as like a trophy yeah. of you know I finally overcame
2: because it that that machine the the robot had like all of these weapons and stuff because he would have to yeah. fight all the time mm-hmm. so this so this guy rather than being like strong and fast and can catch and like hunt and do those things he's mean and yeah. scary vengeful like he's yeah. yeah but he doesn't what he does not have I believe then is when he destroys the AI, he doesn't have access to this great uh, source of knowledge like Butzo does right. because he's killed that part. So that's a disadvantage yep. that that really uh, this villain would be the more scary fighter, but Butzo has great evasive skills and has this access to knowledge because they're both going to step into this thing. And I think the other guy, the villain... The other person has a uh, is equally clueless and maybe even more so. But maybe it was maybe maybe they were shown the same movies and and told that the bad guys were the good guys or something. You know what I mean? Just developed that just developed a different yeah. narrative and that that was, that's the only well, access they have to society too. So they think it's going to be crazy violent. so they roll in with yeah,
0: well, weapons drawn. They, they saw, you know, their whole through childhood, they saw this, this evil AI, this competitive AI winning all the time and, and gloating about winning and being, being successful in their so competitions. Bad, bad, bad. And it's like, Oh, well this, like it just slowly twists the whole perception of these movies right narratives so the kid is like oh well obviously the more powerful thing is always you know it's going to win that's that's who i want to be i'm going to win goes on a tear and then and then destroys everything like comes where butso is is in awe of things that that they don't understand this villain just if it sees something that is even slightly complicated to process Boom. Just blows it up. Just so destroys it.
2: Modern technology, things like that. Anything really modern that this, that this person doesn't have information about. It just destroys. Them. Yeah. They just destroy it. Sees That's like
0: they, sees daycare as like as prison for children. So sets the children free. Mm-hmm.
2: They should just be able to roam the streets and compete with each other. And yeah. learn how to live. Yes. <laughs> So, those are the kinds of things that that this villain does is goes into a community and sets all the children free and and, and-, <laughs> and maybe gives them all little weapons.
0: But- I was gonna say, like encourages street fights amongst Helmets. the toddlers like-
1: battle babies, <laughs> but so versus the
0: battle babies.
2: 1986, A Child Called Quest was the world's first ever geodesic dome-born baby, the result of an elaborate social experiment conducted by the youngster's own technology-pioneering parents. The child's home was a 30-foot geodesic dome constructed deep in the northern Canadian wilderness and was meant to simulate a human settlement in deep space genuine concern for humanity's rapid destruction of our natural environment, as well as an inundation of apocalyptic pop culture, had frightened the parents into creating a multi-phase research project to save society from orchestrating its own certain oblivion. With the family locked securely inside the structure, it served as their laboratory, hospital, school, and playground. Quest developed a strong sense of independence and curiosity, eventually combining an artificially intelligent computer system with leftover components of the dome to create a rudimentary robot named Geodesic Dom. And over the years, it became Quest's closest companion. After 15 years in the facility, Quest's parents abruptly began Phase 2 of their research, Leaving Earth on their own rocket, the Moon Zoom 2, to establish a permanent camp on the dark side of the moon. Largely unaffected by the sudden departure of parental figures, Quest passed the next several years by developing new freeze dried food and rule combinations, watching 80s action movies on Laserdisc, and playing a plethora of video games with <laughs> Nearly 15 years after their departure to space, Quest's parents sent back an initial set of mysterious moon samples in a return module guided by an untested navigation system. The games that passed the time in the dome were actually meant to train Quest to navigate the family's various dome-made rockets, satellites, and lunar modules. Using a gaming joystick built in 1984, Quest tried to guide the module to safety in an open field. Considering the simplicity of the equipment, the module landed remarkably close to its target, crashing through the dome and carving a massive crater in the earth, sending Quest and Dom flying through the air. Despite being in a state of nearly catastrophic disrepair, Geodesic Dom retrieved the samples remnants and gave them to a dying Quest who clutched the glowing orange stones, only to feel a sudden rush of healing energy. Waves of strength poured through Quest's body, rebuilding muscle and bone, while amplifying an already excessive mental awareness. Quest left out of the smoldering crater, carrying Geodesic Dom with Vice-like grip, and fled the disastrous scene. Quickly realizing that saving humanity from itself with these newfound powers was a true possibility, Quest set out to discover a world that had been hidden for 30 years. Technology, culture, questionable fashion trends it was all-new to the blossoming hero. With an upgraded Geodesic Dom in tow, Quest became dedicated to facing the obstacles of the world with unbridled wonder, outstanding flexibility, and an occasional gullibility. Teaching citizens of the world that if there was one question that could help humanity reframe its own foibles and melodramatics, it was the hero's new moniker itself but, 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 but so
0: but so has become one of my favorite characters <laughs> i when you when you first told me
1: the name i was
0: not into it i was i was hesitant i was like this is going to go this is i know i know adam and, and myself <laughs> i i know where our minds go I'm pretty proud that we resisted the butt joke all along. The thought had
2: nothing to do with being a butt, but then it was a silly name that included butt, and I liked that about it, but, 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 (laughs) but early on, I assumed that the mega would be kind of silly or would have a big butt or would have a, a, a silhouette of a butt on their crest or something. I don't know. I just thought, well, there will be some butt. I mean, I, you know, we're, yeah. We're sophisticated enough not to make this about butts, but we're not sophisticated enough to not include a butt. Um, but well, we were, yeah. much to my
1: surprise. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. Show the world how much you love the B-Mega podcast by leaving a review on iTunes. Remember, wonderful moments lurk around every corner, so stop complaining and start admiring. And as always... B-Mega! The characters and stories on this podcast are the property of Megaton City Creations, copyright 2016. The sound effects heard in the B-Mega podcast are used under a Creative Commons Zero public domain license. Hey, ho, what can they do? What can the mega do? Yeah, yeah, yeah.